Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so thrilled today to be talking about the film See You on Venus with cast members Alex Iono and Virginia Gardner. And Alex, starting with you, you know, when, when we meet Kyle at the beginning of the film, he's he's in such a place where he's so emotionally stuck and unable to move forward after having been in a place where he was making so many plans for his life, planning to go off to college. And I was really interested in how you worked to really find that space for him as a character and how you wanted us to meet him at the beginning of the film and where he is with all of this. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna steal. I'll steal Jenny's answer uh, that she's that I, that she said so well uh, just a little bit ago when we were having a different conversation. Is is that you know as an actor, I feel like for me to give the best performance, it's linking the experience of the person I'm playing with my own experiences, right? And so I'd say at the bottom of it, it's uh, the fact that like anything can happen at any given time. You know, nothing is guaranteed, and so in, in Kyle's experience this is shown to the absolute maximum, right? Like on one end, he's planning his future and he's going to college and he's playing soccer and he's doing all these amazing things. And then in the, in the blink of an eye, it all can flip upside down. Uh, and it's all about how you deal with that. And so um, while I have had experiences of dealing with things that happened that I could not control out of the blink of an eye, or, um, whatever have you, I never dealt with anything of this caliber. And so it's been awesome to use um, a bunch of different resources, whether it's articles that I find online about the situation. Um, Jenny and I both got to work with this amazing, amazing um, acting coach. Uh, his name's James Monarski. Um, super recommend. Uh, and, um, and, and he helped really figure out how to take that feeling that I'd felt a certain amount of and dig as deep of a well as I could into to that access emotionally. So it was, it was a, a super, super draining experience, to be honest but so fulfilling in the feeling that I, I felt like I had an opportunity to really see what that could feel like and hopefully give a performance that could help somebody who might've been in the same situation or, or wonders what that situation is like uh, to, to, to get a glimpse at it. That's so great. And, and for you, Virginia, on the opposite side of, side of the spectrum and playing Mia, she's up against so many roadblocks and yet she kind of always finds a way to kind of keep moving forward and keep moving through them um, and has this really beautiful element of positivity no matter what she's facing. And so what was important to you to capture in terms of just that positivity and how she navigates through roadblocks? Yeah, I think it was important to capture that she um, really does not want to be like a victim to her circumstance. And she's always sometimes I think maybe to a fault been like uh, so positive and so kind of putting on this, this it's all okay energy when it's really not. And so it took this trip for her, I think, to come to terms with the fact that um, that she isn't as, as okay as she seems, but that she, again, won't be a victim of her circumstance. And she thinks finding her mom is going to be the, the end all be all and fix everything and, you know, and learns that it's something so much more than that. Yeah. And and I love, Alex, that you were mentioning the acting coach that the two of you worked with on this film. And I was really interested in kind of how you how you both specifically worked with James and, you know, whether it was something where you were working on specific scenes or the script before filming or whether it was something that also continued through production for both of you. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, you would think so. Right. Like if you're like, when, you know, when you think of an acting coach, um, you know, in my experience, I've worked with very few of them. And so uh, I would kind of assume that they all do the same thing. And a lot of the other acting coach, or not a lot of the other, but the few of the other, you know, the acting coaches that I had had experienced before all did focus on the lines and, and like this scene, let's try and get this out of it, which there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, if anything, it, it, it to me only edifies how cool 
James's process is. We didn't touch a script. I didn't talk about a line. We didn't talk about anything. We kind of just tried to understand the human experience that is, you know, this kid, Kyle, you know, and how can I understand what that actually feels like? So when it's time for me to be that, um, I, I give my, my most <clears throat> accurate uh, depiction of it. And for you, Virginia? Yeah, exactly what Alex said. And um, this is going to sound like really crazy, weird actory, but in the moment it wasn't. Um, James had us do an exercise together in Spain um, in person where we did. It was really great, but we did. Um, I don't know how you would like an inter like an interpretive dance. Like I don't know how you would describe it other than it really just felt like a, a very emotional trust exercise between the two of us where we both were like, pretty vulnerable and emotional and it just kind of set us off on a really great path of like just trusting each other as scene partners and being able to um be that vulnerable with each other I completely forgot about that that was, that was so really cool and also it. it yeah it was really like we you know it was, it was almost yeah it was like a like a live art you know like almost kind know. of a thing and, and it, I'd say what's really cool about it is you know uh I don't want to speak for you, Ginny, but like, I feel like for both, for both of us and for most actors, when you kind of have the like guy and girl fall in love with each other, you can almost deduce it down to like, you're hot, let's hang out. You know what I mean? And, and, and so for, for a movie like this, the connection between Kyle and Mia had to be so much deeper than just like, oh, you're hot and I, I'm going to make out with you. Like there's, you know, the, the, it's a, it is at the, it's equally like childlike and mature in the way that you overstep or you step over the 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 like sexual physical attractive you know it's it is two people who are who are dealing with impossible situations and and so finding a way to connect with your partner especially in a movie that it's pretty much just me and Ginny the whole time uh, it was it was huge, and so sometimes it takes something that might sound a little hippy dippy, but it was I forgot about that. James rocks. James <laughs> rocks. Oh. I, I really love that that being part of the journey for both of you, and and I think off the back of what you were saying, there's this real sense of they each kind of have a certain mask or veneer up to cover everything that they're going through. You know, for for Jenny, it's kind of everything she's going through with her health and and keeping a lot of secrets from him. And with Alex, it's obviously the the trauma from the car accident that he was in and the guilt that he's carrying. And then as as this kind of like intimacy develops between them, that starts to come down gradually, but it's not just overnight that it happens. And so how did the two of you find how you wanted to like really slowly and kind of like gradually develop that chemistry because it feels like a slow burn rather than a straight rush in for both of them. I feel like, I feel like uh, at the end of the day, when it comes to um, how you, you know, how you uncover that, you know, once you've set the bound, you know, the, the, the framework for everything with, with a hippy dippy, you know, uh, <laughs> kind of, you know, movement experiment, uh, it then comes down to the professionalism of it, right? Like it comes down to knowing the script well, knowing where you are in the script and knowing, okay, at this point of the, of the script, cause you know, you film not in, you don't film in the chronological order of the movie. And so it's important to be on the professional end of things to know where you are, know where you just were, know where you're about to go. Um, and, and, and those are all things that, uh, that I've been lucky enough to pick up, especially from, from working with the amazing directors that I work with. I'm thinking of Jude Wang right now. Uh, but then also Ginny's been doing this shit for so long. Oh, sorry, can I swear? Ginny's been doing this for so long that, uh, that 
that it, it, that she's, she comes in, she's locked in. I'm lucky enough to have enough, you know, guidance that I came ready. And uh, at the end of that, it's kind of like, I know where I need to be. Ginny knows where she needs to be. And we just, we just do what we got to do, you know, and, and it's, it's very fun when everybody does their job. Was that the same for you, Virginia? I could not have said it better. So I'm not even going to try. That was perfect. <laughs> Well, Virginia, I also remember um, when we spoke for Beautiful Disaster, you were talking about journaling and kind of like writing a lot of very specific notes for your character. And so I wanted to ask about if that was something that you were also doing for this character and some of the things that were really helpful to dive into a little bit deeper in terms of your preparation process. Yeah, that's sort of a constant for me in any character that I approach. I mean, Alex and I both, uh, not to speak for you, Alex, but created playlists for these characters as well, which... I always think really helps me sort of get the get the tone of what she's feeling. I just get quite inspired by music in general. Um, and then for this, obviously, she's struggling with uh, with a pretty serious health condition that's never named in the film. But I sort of kind of created it for myself and did research on what that would look like. And again, documentaries, just stuff to sort of inform um, what does it feel like when her heart's having a problem and, and what is this disease and how scared is she and all those things. So yeah, journaling, poetry, documentary music, all those things, I think really, for me at least, help inform a character. Yeah. And, and Alex, since, you know, Ginny mentioned you were also using music and playlists as well. Um, what were some of the spaces beyond the script itself that were really helpful for you to dive into in terms of that preparation and character development? Yeah, I'm pretty much, a, I mean, uh, my, my career uh, is very, obviously very music based, uh, just having started acting within the last few years, um, taking it, you know, gung ho like this, but, uh, uh, it's really just about the music for me, you know, whether it's expressing myself by writing it or trying to understand someone else's experience through listening to it. And so uh, it was a lot of, a lot of playlists, uh, a lot of playlists making a lot of song listening to hearing other people's pain. Uh, and so uh, just by doing that, I'm not much of a journaler myself. I wish I was uh, because you do have all of this really cool information to kind of look back at. Um, uh, but, uh, but I, I take what I can, I, I make it with music. And Virginia as well, with, with part of Mia's backstory is the fact that she grew up in the foster care system and, and moved around to a lot of homes and is in a place where she's just aged out of the system. And so she's never really had a sense of stability. And, and a lot of her journey is just that wanting to feel like it matters to someone else that she was alive. Um, and so for you, what were the important beats of that journey for her and starting to really understand the importance that she has, not only for herself as a character, but the way that she does impact and she does matter to people around her? I think it was really important that Mia herself feels that, but then also it kind of imparts that on Kyle as well, because I think that's kind of, not to speak for you, your character, but I, I think that that's something that at least she felt like he needed to hear too, and that message that he needed to understand too, that um, he deserves to be here as well and deserves to make a mark on life. And yeah, I think being in the foster system her whole life, she's felt quite invisible and hasn't had a family, hasn't had a mom, wants to know that she matters to this mom and she matters to people in general. And then again, over the course of the film, she finds that within Kyle and he finds that within her. And it's just a really beautiful, I think, message to impart on people. 
And and Alex with Kyle at the beginning of the film, because he's, you know, again, in that such such a stagnant place, there's a real difference in how you play those scenes before he kind of like finds the liveliness in himself again. There's very little dialogue in a lot of those scenes for you. There's very little eye contact with other characters and and very little kind of like interaction. It's like he can't even like bring himself to like lift his head up fully. And so how did you want to make sure that you were playing those scenes in a very different way to the scenes that we look at later in the film? Yeah, I think um, I think it comes down to really just feeling it, you know, all of the work, the, all of the stuff we've talked about, music, James Monarski, interpretive dance, silence stuff, you know, that all that all helps you feel the way that you're supposed to feel, that, or at least you do all of that stuff in hopes that you will feel the way you're supposed to feel. Um, and so it's funny because uh, even though the job description is acting. Uh, a lot of it is just that for me, I do as I do what I need to to feel how I need to feel in that moment. And when they call action, it's going to sound super pretentious and I'm sorry for it. But I just kind of like exist as I think I would need to. So I don't really worry about don't keep eye contact and, and look down and fidget with your fingers and, and, and don't say anything. It's kind of like I feel like this right now. How am I reacting to you saying what you're saying right now instead of jumping the gun and knowing, oh, well, I don't say anything, so I don't need to do this. And so I think a lot of it, again, it comes down to doing a lot of prep for the passion of the art and then being professional because that's what we're, at the end of the day, we are doing our job. And so I think when you pair those two things together, you kind of get to jump over the, well, what do I do right now? It just is like, just exist, you know? And for both of them, there's something very sweet in the way that they start to be very observational on one another. They start to kind of like really just look at each other very differently and, and watch each other in those quiet moments in between um, as that affection and that intimacy is growing between them. And was that something that both of you kind of found those sorts of beats in between the dialogue in the way the scripts were written or were those things that you found kind of once you were just in the moment filming a lot of those scenes as they're getting to know each other more? I feel like it's sort of a combination of both. And I know we keep going back to this hippie dance exercise, but like, <laughs> I do think there was a lot of nuance that we found in this one exercise, really, that sort of allowed us to have um, like sort of a base, uh, just like a baseline to go back to for the two characters. And yeah, I just think it, what Alex was saying earlier, it goes back to knowing where you are in the script and knowing where you are in the story. And at what point, you know, I think, at least for me, I sort of identified at what point in the script, I think she starts to view him differently at and then sort of would play it from there. And because, you know, you were both mentioning there's so many scenes and the majority of the film really is just the two of you on screen together. And there's a lot of, you know, intimacy in terms of just the physical confines of being in a camper van together. And yet even those scenes where you're not out and about moving around together still feel very dynamic and and very kind of like emotionally alive. And I was interested in if there were challenges that came from a lot of the camper van scenes and being like, how do we make each of these moments and these scenes feel different, even though we're physically confined into the same space in these same two seats? Yeah, I feel like I feel like a lot of it, you know, plays. It's very easy in the beginning because uh, it's it's that immediacy of of I have to drive out of. Sorry, spoiler alert. Kyle drives. <laughs> he has to drive. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, having to drive and be in uncomfortable situations, it's very easy to play that in the beginning. And I think what's really nice is as the two characters, um, you know, melt for each other. To, I'm going to switch it up instead of saying not to speak for Jenny. I'm going to go with speaking completely for me and Jenny. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, these characters, as they slowly melt into each other, um, you understand how um, 
you know, that intimacy, the, the confined space um, becomes a, a, so dude, we're getting so hippie on this interview. Uh, becomes like a, a place of like healing almost, you know what I mean? And like, <laughs> it feels like they, <laughs> dude, I can't even take myself seriously saying this shit. <laughs> uh, but it feels like, it feels like they both kind of use that space to their best ability, whether it's from Kyle doodling and drawing, because that's something he likes to do creatively or journaling while they're looking at each other or a head on the shoulder while they're driving. And, mm -hmm. and then kind of once they're having fun with each other, creating more uh, discomfort from, Kyle teaching Mia how to drive stick. And so there's so many little places and, and it almost is like, um, <laughs> dude, dude I'm, I'm embarrassed about what I'm about to say, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, it's almost like the van becomes another character, you know? True though, that's true. No, I know, but it's just from, from interpretive dances to, to spaces that, like to like, it is our own place of healing to the van is a person. It's, I, I, what's in this coffee? I don't know. <laughs> Well, you both did a really wonderful job in the film. The van did great as a character as well. Um, and thank you so much to both of you for talking about the film. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank, thank you. Talk soon. <laughs>